Isaiah chapter 7, verses 10 to 16. Again the Lord spoke to Ahaz, Ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or the highest heights. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear now, you house of David, is it not enough to try the patience of men? Will you try the patience of my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. He will eat curds and honey when he knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right. But before the boy knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right, the land of the two kings you dread will be laid waste. Thanks be to God. The Gospel reading comes from Matthew chapter 1 and is verses 18 to 25. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the thoughts and the meditations of our hearts and minds be ever acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. If you look on the internet, the area of life that is the most hotly contested, the area that causes more resentment and bitterness than anything else, more than football, more than politics, is the work of mum's net and uh, the issue of being a good parent and everyone's got an opinion on it and everyone knows better than everyone else and everyone will be able to tell you how to parent your child more effectively. So either you are giving it too much uh, freedom, not enough freedom, you're giving it too much chocolate, not enough chocolate, etc., etc., etc. 
And it carries on, and you can go and look at Loose Women, not the good version of Loose Women, I mean the awful TV programme, um, and, um, and you can find out all of their opinions as well about how to parent effectively. It's that constant pressure that so many families feel. I'm reminded of that moment um, where the first President Bush uh, turned around and said that he wanted all American families to be more like the Waltons and a lot less like the Simpsons. Um, and the amount of pressure that went on everyone as a result of that. Quite frankly, I can't think of anything worse than a family being based around the Waltons, if I'm really honest, but, but there we go. There are all these obligations and all these pressures upon us. But I think the main thing is, aside from obviously ensuring that Alexandra is safe, be as good role models as you possibly can. Um, I am the victim of craft in my life. Um, I grew up with a mother who kept on insisting on cross-stitching wherever she possibly could and there was no escape from it. And there was one point where she produced this tapestry which went on the wall very fervently and it was of uh, two children and it said below, there are two lasting bequests we can give to our children. One is roots and the other is wings. And my mother was very proud of that. I hadn't got a clue what it meant at the time. It took me ages to try and work it out. There are two lasting bequests we can give to our children. One is roots and the other is wings. Firstly, that we raise them to hopefully have good morals and a good uh, basis and understanding of life, the roots part. But also, and here's the tough part, at some point you're going to have to let them go and, and let them go and be who they truly are, the wings part of it. Being a good role model is therefore vital for that process. Being somebody who ensures that they are raised with good moral fibre, but also that they therefore have the ability to go and express who they truly are. One of the challenges of parenting these days is that often it's the dads that never seem to get a look in. There are a lot of patronising attitudes out there towards the dad. Um, you know, the, oh, uh, are you sure that you know how to look after them and all of that sort of thing? And, and it's always the expectation that only the mother is competent and the father just best left be kept to the side in case they mess everything up. That might have some validity. I'm not going to lie to you entirely. But I don't think it necessarily helps because actually... Dads are vital for the proper raising of children where possible. And the dad can have a profound and positive impact. And we see that with our gospel reading for today. Joseph has every right to abandon the situation. We are talking about... Uh, the most excluded woman in the entire world. Her country has been overrun. She herself is a woman, therefore she hasn't really got any rights. She's probably only about 13 or 14 because of the fact that she's being betrothed in marriage, therefore it's all very, very young and it's all a bit squeamish and a little bit awkward for us to reflect upon. But she's betrothed in marriage. 
And as far as they were concerned at that point, that effectively meant that she was married. It's just no marital relations had yet taken place. She wasn't supposed, therefore, to get pregnant. This was the worst thing that could have happened to Mary. And Joseph had every right at that precise moment to say, stick this for a game of soldiers. I'm not getting involved in this. I'm moving on. But he chooses not to. He chooses to stay and be faithful and be dependable. What a great role model that is. He's prepared to experience disgrace. He's prepared to put his own life on the line for this young girl and her baby. He is prepared to offer unconditional love, that safe space, the reliability and dependability a small child will need. We don't know much, really, about Joseph. He's not mentioned a great deal in the Gospels. He's not really mentioned that often in the Christmas carols, if if you think about it. Our our next Christmas carol is one of the few that actually mentions him in any way, shape, or form. The focus always goes on the mother. And Mary, let's be honest, she is one of the most remarkable individuals of all time. Having been the most excluded person possibly in the world at that precise moment, She comes out singing with defiance as we sung in our first hymn this morning. Powers and dominions lay your glory by. She's a woman with the right load of attitude and she's prepared to give it. And she keeps giving it throughout her life. She is faithful, she is strong, she is resolute. But all the focus often ends up with her and Joseph gets left inside. Joseph actually doesn't ever speak in the Gospels. Maybe he doesn't get a word in edgeways, I don't know. But he is there as a constant source of encouragement and support, and it is he who ensures that that Jesus is safe at the most perilous part of his childhood. It is in Joseph's normality that we find his greatness and his importance, and it is that that we still remember 2,000 years on. He is prepared to raise Jesus as his own son. He is prepared to care for him and to protect him, to show him what being part of a normal family life might be, so that Jesus is able to experience the joys and pains of being part of a family and to know what it truly is to be human. But also it's the fact that he is willing to take the child and the mother when they are in peril and to flee, to flee from violence and persecution. So as we come up to the run to Christmas, let us think also of those families who are in peril this day, those who also are fleeing from horrendous violence. Let us give to Joseph the credit he deserves. From him, Jesus would have seen something of what a good father is, so that when he starts his prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, he at least knows something of what a good father is, what a good parent actually is. So, to all of us with the stresses and strains of our family life, For those of you who are anxious about Christmas Day and the fact that you've got to spend time with your family, 
and especially that slightly odd uncle with the really rather racist views that you somehow can't ever quite escape. Cut yourself some slack. Have a breather. Have a large whiskey if you need it. But take the pressure off yourselves. So often we make our family life a place of anxiety and of concern. And we go around and we judge ourselves as much as we judge everyone else. Cut yourselves some slack. If you look at that story, that family from the outset is profoundly dysfunctional. She's a single mum who's about to give birth out of wedlock. You know, the Daily Mail would have a fit with the whole thing, if we're really honest. Cut yourselves some slack. Because in that profoundly dysfunctional family, we have the role model for how to be a family. Cut yourselves the slack. Everything else doesn't matter. It's that unconditional love. Make that the focus of this Christmas time. Love one another, support one another, nurture one another. And for you, Alexandra, we pray that you will grow up in a family of unconditional love, that you will never feel the pressures that so many do feel, and that you will come to know what love is and be able to offer love as a result. This day, let us give thanks to God for those who are parents. Let us give thanks for those who have raised us, giving us firm roots and the wings to fly. This Advent time, let us give thanks for those who parented and those who protected that tiny infant who is the source of all hope and all peace. And now, let us ready our hearts for the coming of that baby and prepare ourselves to welcome him who sets us all free.